You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Ha! Got him! That should keep the first order off our backs. Nice work, Paul. Tim, are we set to make the jump? Yep. The engines are primed and coordinates for the rendezvous are set. All right. Strap in and let's get this intel delivered to the resistance. Punch it! You're listening to Star Wars. The saga continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery, Tim Jirasi, and Paul Herman, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed. So we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. What's up, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news, rumors, and updates on all the exciting projects coming up in the Star Wars universe. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I'm joined once again by my co-hosts, Tim and Paul. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Excited to be talking about what's going to be our first big Star Wars content of 2024 coming later this month. So it's going to be a fun one. Man, I, guys, I cannot wait for uh, IMAX debate round two tonight. So, <laughs> you know, I am I'm geared up. I've got notes ready. Kyle, you're about to get just slam dunked on. OK, so that's all, that's all I got. That say, is so. absolutely not what we're doing again. <laughs> Well, um, my mistake. I said this was going to be our first big Star Wars event of 2024, but we already had it on our last episode. No, yeah, we already had it last time. <laughs> but and we just and we finally released it like what you know yesterday. We recorded <laughs> like a month ago. So I mean, you yeah, know. because it took me so long to get around to editing it because I was like pulling my hair out over it. I was like, <laughs> what? We, that went so far off the rails. It was ridiculous. I love it. That's why. That's why um, I'm here. But. Now we're here to talk about the Bad Batch. We've got season three coming right around the corner. We are, I mean, it's crazy that 2024 just started and we're into February already. Um, and yeah, this is going to be our first big piece of Star Wars content coming this year. We all kind of knew or figured or hoped that Bad Batch would be coming early in the year. And we were all kind of wondering, you know, hey, when are we getting a release date? When are we getting the trailer? Um, and this kind of just dropped out of the blue, like last week or whatever. Um Last week, earlier this week, I don't remember when it was. It was I guess it was week. last week because it was it was still in January. Um, on a random Tuesday, which is the best way to get this big reveals and trailer. <laughs> is it just when you Yeah, that seems to be how it always is. I was kind of surprised that we you know just got a full-on trailer um before just getting like a poster or a release date or a teaser or something like that. Uh, but no, we get the full trailer along with the release date at the end saying that uh, season three is coming February 21st. So just about three weeks from now, um, which does not give me a whole lot of time to rewatch seasons one and two. I was hoping to do that before season three started. Me too. <laughs> and I might still try to get that in, but it's going to be a crunch now. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it obviously this... For me, I thought this was an awesome trailer, so we'll just jump in and talk about it. But, you know, I, I, for me, I don't feel like we need to necessarily go through, like, scene by scene, shot by shot, like we do with some of the movie trailers, some of our infamous, you know, four-hour trailer breakdown episodes. Um, 
but I guess, I mean, there's a lot we can talk about with sort of speculating about where this final season might go, things we're excited to see. But let's jump right to the end and talk about the big reveal at the end of the trailer. We'll just kick off with this. Uh, the return of Asajj Ventress in animation, which uh, caught a lot of us off guard. In fact, Tim, I think when I watched the trailer for the first time, or when I even found out that there was a trailer, um, I think I saw your tweet about it. I don't remember if you tweeted about it from your account or if you tweeted about it like from the Saga Continues account and like somebody liked it. And so I got a notification on my phone saying, hey, somebody liked your tweet. And that's how I found out there was a new Bad Batch trailer. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to go watch this. But you said something about like, oh, and there's a huge surprise reveal at the end or something. And I was like, ooh, what could that be? And uh, I, you know, so I, I was hoping like that watching it, I wasn't going to be kind of spoiled by the fact that I already knew something was coming at the end. But Ventress was not on my radar at all. So that was a very pleasant surprise. I'm really excited to see her again and see how they work her into the story. Obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about this a lot, so I'll say spoiler alert right up front for the novel Dark Disciple, if you haven't read that yet, and you're maybe going to try to read it before uh, season three comes out, because that obviously is going to have some implications for this season and, you know, the things as it pertains to Ventress's character and how she fits into the story. Um, but Ventress seemingly died at the end of that book uh, that takes place during the Clone Wars, and that was the last time we saw her, and so... My first thought was like, oh, cool. I'm glad that they're continuing her story in animation and that we get to see her on screen again. Um, but also I was wondering, like, are they just going to retcon the book? Are they, you know, how are they going to kind of reconcile that? And they put out a, a statement in an article on StarWars.com along with the trailer saying that, you know, they're, they're not going to give anything away or give any definitive answers yet. But they're like, don't worry, like, we still want to honor and respect the events of the book. And that's canon and whatnot. So um i'm assuming that you know they're probably gonna either work it so that everything in the book still happened but that maybe she just wasn't actually dead but was just gravely wounded and they might just change that up a bit or you know i think it ends with uh quinlan boss and maybe obi-wan and anakin like taking her body back to dathomir and sort of burying her quote unquote like in the waters on dathomir and we know that all kinds of weird magic stuff goes down on dathomir and that night sisters can raise the dead and stuff like that so um there's any number of ways that they could have her you know either cheat death or just come back from the dead altogether um and with it being a a fan favorite character like ventress who never really you know like during the clone wars never we never got to see a, a sort of satisfying end to her character on screen um and with it also being a character who you know is from dathomir and there's all this magic stuff at play for me it's one instance where i don't mind them bringing a seemingly dead character you know back to life um you know this is hopefully not going to just turn into another somehow ventress returned um but you know this one i was actually uh pretty excited to to see this reveal at the end of the trailer and to um kind of speculate about what the story might be with her coming back so i don't know how do you guys feel seeing that big twist at the end I don't appreciate the Rise of Skywalker rip right there, my friend. So, because uh, for the record, it does explain what how he returns. It doesn't just do it outright. It just says it in the crawl. Anyway, Tim, go ahead. Uh, I, I will echo what you said there, Paul. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I was glad I didn't have any indication of any surprises going into the trailer. And now it got me thinking, well, 
hopefully I didn't ruin anything for anybody with the same surprises and the tweets I sent out <laughs> to prepare people for that. So if I ruined anything for anybody with that, I'm sorry. But no, because um, like I said, at least for me, like I was expecting a surprise and I was still very surprised yeah. <laughs> that that was the surprise that we got. Those are the best surprises. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if like you said, if you were to talk about um, new character appearances in the seats and that we haven't seen before, I don't think Ventress would have been on very many people's bingo card to show up this season. But at the same time, I'm really glad that she is. And just to kind of go along with what you said as far as how it's going to tie into Dark Disciple or Retcon Dark Disciple, um, I'm in the mindset, and like you said, they had a statement. I think they were probably prepared for the reaction to this for a lot of fans saying, but what about what happened to Dark Disciples? So they kind of wanted to get ahead of the game a little bit and put that a statement out saying we're going to honor and respect the events of that book. So I'm just kind of the mindset right now that it is going to be where everything happened in that book the way it was, but she just, she just didn't ultimately die, whether it was just like greatly wounded or she is brought back to life. I'm glad you mentioned that ending because uh, probably going to sound like a bad Star Wars fan right here, but I didn't remember that aspect or that ending of the book where they took her back to Dathomir. So um, that would make sense where just something, she could be brought to life by uh, the magics on that planet. So there's different avenues they can go around with just saying where she didn't really die or she was brought back. So I don't think it's going to be a big issue going forward, but I am glad that she is c- coming back and her story will continue at least at this point in animation, because it only just feels right for a character who was such a fan favorite and was part of some integral Clone War stories to not see her story conclude in animation and again who knows if it's even going to conclude in the bad bad season three i have a feeling we'll be seeing more adventures in the future i was like talking to my brother about this how this could be like the start of things where they're bringing her back for maybe she can show up eventually later on maybe dave has some plans for her in live action later on down the road and just this is is the way to bring her back in this series and then later on uh we'll maybe see her in live action at some point but um it just only feels right for the character's story when it does finish to be told on screen because i mean nothing against the book dark disciple and the story being told there because it was a great book but again it just goes back to those bad memories of clone wars being canceled and knowing about all those unfinished story arcs and getting them in different avenues which was appreciated at the time but now that the series was ended the way it was intended to it's kind of good that certain elements are still being fulfilled in the Clone Wars only they didn't think they would be such as Car- Ventress is character arc. So it's just great that it is going to be told again on screen and for right now in animation. But again, now just speculating what her role is going to be with the Bad Batch. Is she going to team up with them? Um, be at odds with them? From what I got at the trailer, it seems like they're going to have a little bit of a scuffle, but then they'll probably end up joining forces for whatever mission they're going to go about. But I'm just excited to see Ventress his reaction and just her view on the galaxy now that it's post Clone Wars and the Empire is empowered. Does she know about uh, Anakin or not necessarily that Anakin is Vader, but the presence of Vader and maybe sensing uh, something familiar about Vader uh, with her experiences that she had with Anakin. So I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be enough or how many episodes she'll be in to fully dive into that aspect, but I'm just looking forward to seeing Ventress in this timeline and just in a new, in an era that we, didn't think we'd see her in so it should be exciting just on a lot of levels so yeah just a great surprise and just a great way to end the trailer to get every one of us fans excited 
man, you crazy if you think they're bringing her back in this timeline. Like, I just, I, there's no way. I, I just, I think that is, and this is no offense to anyone who thinks it's like you, Tim, or, or, or Kyle, but I, I personally just think it'd be a mistake to bring her, you know, bring her back, to be honest. There's, they've brought back pretty much every villain, it seems like. And though I, 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 I do like that, you know, to an extent, I feel like she, it's a her, it's like overkill at this point. And we need to like chill out on this. I don't, I, I, for one, don't think she's being brought back. I think this is a, this is a more of a, a flashback thing. Um, especially the fact that they mm. went out and kind of said like, Hey, this is a, uh, this book's still canon. This book is still, is, is not just like, Oh, I wrote over it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, even as the, the Ahsoka book has, you know, like I said, again, I, what I, what I kind of dig with the, the, I think the biggest, the best work around it is it's just like the events are mostly true. It's just that there's some of the, the details are iffy. I've always said that before with, with when it comes to the, you know, the comic adaptations or the book adaptations, they're all true, but it's just the exact details are, are, are different. So they're not exactly 100% spot on. So they, they can both work in their own world, but they don't really contradict each other in, in the end. Maybe they, they make a specific details contradict, but not what the end results are, which I think is ultimately the most important uh, aspect. When you're, when you're looking from an ongoing continuity, you know, as someone who's loved Marvel Comics, you know, since I can remember, I can tell you that, that's almost more important at that point than the, the fine details. Cause I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, Sue storm, uh, you know, for a long time, you know, for those who don't know, the, the invisible woman, she was married, you know, married to Reed Richards. Uh, you know, her falling in love with Reed is, uh, her, you know, why and how has changed. And let's just say it's, a uh, you just go yourself, save yourself a Wikipedia, uh, look up, or if you do, you'll be like, Oh God, I'm glad they changed that. Let's just say it, leave it that way. So just, just throw it out there. Just, uh, it's probably good. And, but cause again, it doesn't matter like how she falls in love with Reed. It's that she did fall in love with Reed. So I digress. Um, so I, I think that to me, I, which I thought was awesome. I knew I kind of got spoiled a little bit, but not, I mean, I, yeah, it was, it's, but it wasn't too bad. I, I was like, something came up in my foot. I went, Oh man, what the heck is this? To me, it, it makes sense that she would come back as a flashback because um, they they kept the same lightsaber color, you know. Um, it's uh, it's all there, so I feel like it's it's going to be a, a a good homage and kind of fun kind of callback to kind of an, an excuse to bring Ventress Ventress back. I don't think we should be bringing all these characters back all the time. I, I don't think we're going to see her in Ahsoka and maybe it's a flashback maybe again, but I don't think so. I think this is, we're, we're getting, I think it's a good fun kind of nod to this. And I think we're going to get a lot of fun clone wars uh, send offs in, in this uh, season, if you will. And I think it makes sense because it's the bad batches. It feels like it's time to finally say goodbye to, not like the Rebels episode, you know, the, the, the Clone Wars kind of homage episode where I ended the Clone Wars officially. But like this feels like it's going to be the ultimate last bridge between the OT yeah. and the PT. And, and what better way with like the amazing animation that Lucasfilm has, has really developed and, and we all fall in love with. And and honestly, you know, send it off in, in, in the, the right way. And now we can maybe get some other uh, animated shows in the same animation style. That's not, you know, the Clone Wars or whatever. You know, again, not, this is not a detriment. It's the same. It's what I, what I would prefer. So, um, 
so yeah, I, I think that I think that's why she's in this this season. To be honest, it's more of a fun way to how can we make this kind of have an excuse to bring us Ventress back and have it have some meaning. And I, and let's be real, I think with Filoni producing on you know not like executive producing, but you know from afar, you know producing from afar, kind of having you know oh yeah it's good, you know all that kind of thing like oh, yeah it's good. I think the writers know and have enough experience in Star Wars, and especially judging from the last two seasons. They know how to do these Easter egg fun episodes pretty well. And I, you know, and that's the one thing I would, I, I think we're in good hands that way. I, I will say if I'm wrong and they do, they bring her back and she's, you know, they bring her back to death mirror and she, she gets looking up from the depths of the ghost of the death of her. And it's like, uh, I just, I'm not going to like that. I just, I feel like there's gotta be, you've got to have some finale, finale, uh, finite, uh, you know, characters dying in some capacity um so but yeah i think uh i think this was a great uh it was great to see her again in, in animation man man she looks fantastic um and yeah so i mean and here's the thing too like you know let's not let's not forget hey guys we can always uh adapt uh dark disciple in a in an hour-long you know compressed uh movie you know on disney plus so we don't have to you don't have to be like, well, we have to retcon this, retcon that. It's like, you know, you can kind of do what you did with the, you know, Bad Batch episode one, season one, and it just kind of retcon the, the Canon comic a little bit and just have it, we see it on, you know, live act or live action animation. So, yeah, I, I feel like you can kind of have your cake and eat it too if you want to go back and retell some of these stories. But I don't want to do that either. I want to go back and I want to get some Jedi stories in, in this animation style. Give me something different, goddammit. So, anyway, uh, yeah, but yeah. So Ventress looks amazing. Well, maybe this is going to turn into another IMAX SmackDown after all, because uh, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, look, anything can happen, but I feel pretty confident that with, first of all, them going out of their way to say, you know, that they're honoring the book and the events of it and all that kind of stuff, like, and the fact that they're even bringing her in here. Um, but also, like, I don't, I don't think they have to bring her into live action, but if there was ever a time to, it would be when we're going to be exploring a lot more of live action Dathomir and Night Sisters and stuff that we started getting as established in the Ahsoka series. So maybe that's something Dave really was interested in and, you know, wanted to use this as an avenue to bring her back. Um, but whatever is going to be going on there and whatever the reasoning for it is, I feel pretty strongly that she is going to be appearing in the, uh, in sort of the current timeline of the Bad Batch. Um, it's funny, like as soon as this trailer dropped, I saw some people immediately reacting to it and going, oh, okay. So that means the bad batch takes place before dark disciple. And I'm like, no, clearly dark <laughs> is during the clone wars. Like it has Anakin and Obi-Wan and Dooku in it. Um, and the bad batch, you know, seasons one and two very clearly took place after the clone wars. So why would you think that season three is before dark disciple? Um, now, can they do flashbacks? Sure. Have they done any flashbacks up to this point in Bad Batch? No. And would it make sense in the, the third season when, you know, things are really building to a head and they're trying to save Omega and, you know, stop this whatever evil plot the Empire is planning to take time out to do a flashback episode about Asajj Ventress, who hasn't played any part in the story of this show up to this point? I think that would make zero sense. Um, plus I realize that you can do anything in editing and, you know, trailers can be deceptive and stitching together two different scenes, but at least the way that it's presented in the trailer, 
um, in, you know, in that final sequence, like you see her facing off against Hunter and Wrecker um, and they're in like their season three outfits. Like, you know, they're, they've ditched the, uh, the original Clone Wars Bad Batch armor and they've got their more kind of like mercenary outfits on. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that certainly is one possible avenue of like, oh, how, how are they getting around the fact that Ventress died? Well, it could be like, oh, this is a flashback to before she died, but um i think it would be i think it's just more plausible and kind of to me would be more interesting um if she is alive in the current timeline now you know nine times out of ten i'm gonna agree with you paul about like finality of characters and how i get annoyed when they oh like, oh so it's only when you like the characters okay i get it no, no, all no. Right, all right. I, continue continue there's a lot of characters that i like that get killed off that i say i'm glad we got that time with that character and i hope they don't keep bringing them back because it you know i mm. want that that death to have some emotional weight but mm. and again okay. I, you know you said this tim like no disrespect to to the dark disciple novel and the author christy golden like there was a, a great story and I'm glad that they got to adapt that story that never got to make it to the screen, but just for a beloved character like Ventress, who was kind of a big part of the, you know, not only the, the Clone Wars series, but the Clone Wars micro series and kind of has had, um, you know, this big presence on screen in some of these stories, it did feel a little anticlimactic to have her die in a book. And like, it was a good book, but it was, like you said, it just kind of made it all the more disappointing that we never got to see that story play out on screen. Um, and, and so too, if they, real quick, just for even kind of more casual fans who just watched the TV stuff, who saw Clone Wars and really liked it and continued on with the other series, but don't read too much of the books and not knowing they're going to be kind of wondering what happened to Ventress and to kind of have to be told that, it happened in a book when she had was such a presence in TV. It does make sense to kind of want to continue that, or if you're going to end it for sure, to do that um, on that. And for the people who are kind of just more the TV movie slash uh, fans who just kind of consume that aspect of Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, and I'm I think part of it too is just sort of the trust that I've gained in you know Dave Filoni, and I know he's not like directly involved in this series, but um, these guys that have worked under him and are continuing that legacy of Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff now with the Bad Batch. I mean, think back to Maul coming back in um you know when they first announced that in clone wars like that i thought was a terrible idea i was like i love darth maul and phantom menace as much as everybody else i don't think he should be brought back from the dead that just seems silly and then they brought him back and told some of the most incredible stories with the character that were like even better than what he did in phantom menace so i think at this point seeing ventress back i'm like okay well as long as they make it work and give us a satisfying explanation for why she's here and give us some really good stories with her in them now that she's back and you know make it worthwhile i'm all for it yeah i i think you guys are all wrong i i just i have a very hard time you talk about why would they do a flashback when it's the last season all that like here's it's very easy it's a, again if you're bridging everything together in this and and this you want to make it fun and interesting and like how can we bring ventress back without just bringing her back outright and having to deal with a whole different character's continuity and where she where is she been, been in this whole time frame she go back into like the other galaxy with you know meets with ezra later on i mean that's that's way too it's way too much at that point that's why i say it's very easy to tell a flashback all you have to do is go <clears throat> we have to go back and do this one thing. And like, and all of a sudden you think back to the, they talk about me and Asajj Ventress. And then all of a sudden you, 
you whatever you want to do or do like a crappy ryan johnson movie and be like this you know just whatever it's cut right to it you know i mean whatever like it's you can do whatever you want it's not hard it's it's like to me it's like it, it it doesn't make sense to bring ventress back without with opening a giant can of worms and like i just feel like with how much they're doing with the mandalorian and Dave is doing every, with everything with like his movie and his new role. It just seems weird to bring back Ventress in this and in, in this. And like I said, I gladly eat crow. And I and if you're right, like if it's story, if there's an amazing story there, do it. I guess you know. But I just it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like that's the way they should go. Especially how the book ended her life and everything. It's just like and she's not. She, she, it's her, her character has served its purpose kind of a thing in my opinion i agree that's anticlimactic but that's just the way the cookie crumbles at that time man so i don't know i yeah i i am 100 firm believe that this is a flashback of some sort mm-hmm. and they bring her back there better be you're opening a giant can of worms and then you talk about why are they going to do a memory flashback in third season? Why do they bring someone back third season? That's a giant character like Ventress just to like, you know, be like, okay, I just, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, that doesn't add up either. In my opinion, like, especially when there's been no indication of her showing up anywhere else at any point, you know, at this time. So that's, well, again, I think maybe that's something they want to set up and that like i yeah. i do kind of agree with you that it wouldn't necessarily make sense to bring her back for just like one episode and then kill her off again or like never see her again um and as much as i'm a little wary of like it would be cool to see her in live action but also if they brought her back in like mando and ahsoka and stuff i'm like i don't want it to feel too crowded with like familiar sure. characters and and animated characters coming into live action but again maybe that's part of the agenda here maybe dave's got a story that he wants to tell with her maybe he wants to bring her into uh you know the dathomir stuff that's going that's on in the really timeline so i think this is just a setup for some bigger things for down the line yeah i think there's got to be a bigger purpose behind yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. like i just the dathomir thing needs to be it, it's it's big enough without her that's the thing you add them, it's getting too crowded, and I feel Ventress is just gonna make muck it up even more because you've already established so many characters. Was adding another that to me is you're 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 dancing with trouble, but anyway, I digress. Well, I, I can move on from this. The one thing I'll say is like maybe she could be back, like she's kind of like the new republic's kind of like almost like trump card in a way to go against the night sisters when they come back, where they're gonna have someone. That they could utilize who's familiar with the night sisters, but not necessarily this batch what came from the other galaxy. I don't know. So maybe it's gonna be something where like she's gonna be used as like the only one who's kind of familiar with their tactics and how they operate for for the new republic. I mean, again, that depends on where her character arc goes and where uh we'll see how it shapes up in the bad batch. But uh, I just really get the feeling, I mean, as Dead said as you are, as it being a flashback, Paul, I'm kind of just in the opposite where I just really think this is just laying the foundation for some bigger plans that they're going to use for her down the line. And they just want to introduce her here or bring her back here in animation, which is where she got her start, but then she's going to move on to some bigger things. I just really get that impression. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm feeling too. And I, I thought about that too, um, that like she could be kind of the one night sister on the new Republic side Mm -hmm. in the conflict and, you know, have, um, 
kind of the the one person on their side they can explain to them like Dathomir and, and Night Sister magic and stuff. Although hopefully Merrin is still around in that time period too. But you know, I'm sure they're still going to be working on the third Jedi game before the you know before we start seeing some of that stuff in live action. Um, and I've said before how like any characters from you know Jedi Fallen Order or anything like that, like. I would maybe like to see on screen uh, in live action or something someday, but like, I really want them to be able to finish out at least the trilogy of, uh, of games first yeah, without having to sort of affect that story. So yeah, I think if anything, if we're going to see sort of a good night sister in live action, I think Ventress would be, um, you know, a great choice for that now that they're seemingly bringing her back here. Um, I guess I would maybe be a little wary about there being another like force sensitive slash lightsaber wielder that survived order 66 and have them, you know, keep popping up all over the place. But well, she's not technically um, an order 66 survivor. I mean, she died before. That. <laughs> I guess. Well, it would depend on when and how she's brought. Back. Um, But I, I wouldn't even mind if, um, you know, by the time of Ahsoka, if she's still around, if she is really just sort of more of a, you know, leaning into the more like the mercenary bounty hunter lifestyle and maybe still has some force aptitude or some night sister magic, but maybe doesn't even use a lightsaber anymore. Um, just so it's not getting too crowded with too many, you know, surviving, mm -hmm. um, Jedi type characters. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff they could do there. And like I said, I am a little hesitant just with how many familiar characters we've already brought back and how many surviving force users we have and all that kind of stuff. Um, so sort of my initial reaction to be like, oh, let's make a story in Bad Batch about how Ventress isn't dead and then bring her into live action. I'm like, uh, do we need that? No. But could Dave make it really cool? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'll trust him that this is all going to be for a good purpose. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at with it right now. There is a fine line that you have to walk with bringing too many of these dead characters back, and uh, they probably should kind of end it here if this is in fact what they're doing with Ventress for a while anyway. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, got total trust in Dave Filoni and company. If they do have bigger plans for her, which I believe they do, it's going to be something that's uh, well worth bringing her back for, as he's proven already several times. Yeah, definitely. And again, like, for me, this is one instance where I don't mind them bringing her back just because you have so many potential avenues there with Night Sister magic and stuff like that. Um, for me, the issue is more just like, is it going to feel too crowded bringing her into live action, but not so like just the idea of bringing her back from the dead in animation? Love it. So um, that was definitely a uh, an exciting surprise to end the trailer with. I'm, I'm interested to see how big of a role she ends up playing in the story, too, because I... I don't think it'll be huge. Um, you know, I don't think she's going to meet up with them halfway through and then kind of be, you know, just riding with the bad batch the whole rest of the season. Um, I do agree with, I think, you know, you mentioned earlier how it seems like she's going to be at odds with them at first. Um, but just because we sort of know Ventress and how she's kind of, you know, can, can be a big softy on the inside, even though she puts up this, you know, this tough exterior and especially for, you know, when it comes to helping, um, you know, sort of young characters in need, sort of like Omega. Um, you know, I can definitely see her, uh, you know, sort of being at odds with the Bad Batch at first, and then ending up helping them. Um, maybe even helping them rescue Omega or helping them on on a particular mission that they're on. But I don't expect her to be in maybe more than like a couple of episodes, or if anything, maybe 
pop in and out of the story like a couple times throughout the season, but I don't expect her to be like a a big continuing, um, you know, sort of a character that's present throughout most of the season. Um, but we do also see uh, Cad Bane and uh, Fennec Shand again in the trailer. And so it looks like maybe once again, the Empire is going to be sending bounty hunters after the Bad Batch. Uh, and maybe that's before they rescue Omega. Maybe it's after they rescue Omega and Crosshair and they're trying to track him down and capture him again. Um, but I think that would be, you know, it seems like sort of the natural place to bring them in when they've got all these bounty hunters after them and mm -hmm. introduce Ventress as one of those bounty hunters and then um, kind of weave her into the story a little bit more and you see that there's more to her than some of these other guys. I remember one of my hopes for the Bad Batch when it was first announced and we got a trailer then we knew cad bane was in it that maybe this is where we get that the adaption of the unfinished boba fett art from clone wars just kind of tell that story just in a different time period and i don't think that's going to happen in this season even though we did see cad bane here but i couldn't help but a part of me still thinks that where maybe they could still do that but I quickly realized, no, not with this being the final season. Too much. Never know, bro. You, but, I mean, I, if you if you hold on, if you think you can like, we can't get Boba Fett. We gotta get Asajj Ventress back and resurrected and figure out how we did all that first. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's like I feel well, like the, both things are possible, especially the fact that 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 you know that Boba Fett is you know he does have a tie to the clones in some way with Boba Fett with that yes. arc itself. Well, so here's my hope now. Like, I don't expect them to adapt that arc this season, but. I still hope that maybe one surprise they didn't have in this trailer is Boba Fett showing up here, especially when they even referred to him as Alpha in season one. And for maybe to have him cross paths with Omega in this final season, I think would be really awesome. So I hope Boba is still kind of a surprise they're saving uh, for the end of the season here so he can show up in some way. You know, but, and, and that's... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just seeing Cad Bane <laughs> made me uh, think about that and hope for that, that we're going to see that this season. Yeah, and I think that that's why I think I go back to my whole idea of like this is really kind of a send off to all these characters, you know, an homage to them mm -hmm. more so than like her returning outright is because of these scenes with Fennec Shan, Cad Bane. You're kind of you're, you're getting a little bit of a of a you know the Emperor. Um, it's it's kind of like kind of bringing a lot of things kind of full circle back into the season. And I think that that was really cool and interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I, I really like the fact that, you know, it, we didn't even get, like, I don't remember. I don't, yeah. Cad Bane was even in season two, you know, and he wasn't, and he wasn't really missed. I would say either. I think season two was a very mm -hmm. much its own thing, which it didn't rely on the, the member berries, if you will, of like Cad Bane and remember Fennec Shan, she was in Boba Fett, Vandalorian, you know, member member cad bane it's like which again i think those things are important for star wars because that's why i think star wars connectivity i will always argue is what's a strength you know i know everyone thinks that i don't everyone hate some people hate you know everything being connected but that's kind of like why i love star wars and, and connected you know connected storytelling but again i digress but but yeah like i i feel like you know the 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 collage of um you know our um uh, montage of scenes we get of like Fennec Shan and Cad Bane and it just kind of reminds me of you know why <clears throat> I mean, what they're trying to do here with with everything and and, and so I don't know like what you, for me one of the things that I I, I gotta say too watching this trailer a couple times and I, I don't like to watch trailers more than once and I only did it for the show to be honest and 
watching a couple times, I, I kind of really am impacted by, um, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. The freaking the guy trade him. Oh my God. Crosshair. Yeah, Crosshair. You know me and name. How could you forget Crosshair? Well, <laughs> the best character in the series. Yeah, I know. He's cross- I'm just terrible at names. Um, I can't. Dude, it's a whole. You you oh. deeply offended Tim, nonetheless. That's fair. You, That's fair. If you didn't say anything about the helmets, I'll let you slide there. <laughs> well, you know, but no, but like I was gonna say was I. I. It's almost I forgot how emotional, impactful. Um, that story really is yeah. as I'm watching it because it because that's the sneaky thing about Bad Batch season two is that the story the overall like thematic uh things they're doing with the characters that that really give it that umph at the very end it really is resonant in this trailer and it's there and, and it was to me I'm very critical of the first season a lot more probably than everyone on this on this panel and I think most people I would say I think first season is this kind of it, it's kind of lacking that a little bit. Whereas this season, I'm you know the second season, it had it in spades, and it really, really, I felt just drove home um, great thematic storytelling throughout the season with Omega and Crosshair, and then you know obviously with uh, Tech later on. And uh, I, I really, I really felt that in this trailer, it made me even more anticipate what the storyline of what's the impact of all this is. You know, they did a great job of, of really connecting the, the original story they left off at and kind of, you know, Omega's importance. And I, I feel like that's something that we're maybe haven't talked enough about as a whole, like not as us, but as a Star Wars collective as a whole of the importance of this character and, and like, and I don't mean like, what is she going to do after she's done? And I would say just, no, just where she goes regardless, you know, after the series, you know? And I think that, you know, where, where does she want to go? Where does she end up? How does she kind of, you know, if she ends up being a farmer somewhere, on a distant, a distant outer rim planet, like that works too, you know? But it, that, that to me is what I'm the most excited about. Cause I, cause we all, I think can probably realize that the bad batch probably gonna have to disintegrate or die in some capacity because they're, they're aging rapidly. I'm assuming. Why do you uh, go straight to disintegrate? Jeez. I don't know. Cause they have to de- decom- they have to decompose like everybody else. I don't know. Uh, is this going to be what, or this going to be why he wants to tells Boba no disintegration. Exactly. Yeah. Paul wants to, end, wants to end the final season. Dude. Vaporized Dude what if Vader, what if they are? And that's what Vader is like. No disintegration. He saw them disintegrate before his eyes. That would oh, be so messed up, especially oh, considering Boba is still like <laughs> yeah. 15 at this point, dude. Which would make it even more badass, right? <laughs> nah. I, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no. no, you guys are crazy. Hell, no. you can't you just you can't just end this. You can't just end the series with all of them dude, except Omega. Guys, I love you guys. You, know, you guys can't end the series like that. But give us Sasha Ventures come back out of nowhere. That sounds awesome. You know, yeah. Come on, guys. First like of all, I didn't. I didn't ask for that. I'm just saying, since we're getting it, I'm cool with it. No, but but seriously, like I I I honestly think that's kind of rad. Like imagine Logan, uh, you know, the guy who played was Logan Kim. Is that his name? Um, Daniel Logan. Yeah, Logan Kim. Who's Logan Kim? I have no idea. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know either. All right, all right. Sorry, you guys. Are, I'm not even a musician. I don't even know. Daniel Logan. Imagine Daniel Logan voicing you know young Boba, being like, "I'm gonna kill you guys," and they're like, "What?" And then. Darth Vader's like, don't disintegrate. Oh, what the? And then he's like, and then he's like, ah, he's like, yeah, I don't want no clone brothers out here. They suck. And then, 
That'd be so amazing. That's what it would Oh, it wouldn't. That would be the dumbest thing ever. Well, that's what I'm doing. That's going to happen. It has to have that exact dialogue. Oh, my God. I hate these brothers. (laughs) He he blows up their ship with a seismic charge. And then as Slave One is flying away, you hear the book of that that theme kicked in. It writes itself. It writes itself. Self. Oh my god, oh, dude! Well, I, would, I, I don't need to watch you know, this next season because it's not going to compare to what we're talking no, about. No, I, 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 okay. In all seriousness, I kind of like that idea still. Like in, in a very more dramatic way of like him really rejecting clones, because Boba to, to me, to me, does he rejects that? You know, he kind of uh, not in that one episode with Mace. Obviously, he's kind of being struggling, but that would be the, to me like the full. Like you are, you are not a part of me, like kind of a thing. I don't care if we share the same DNA, like, and have that tie into like that. When Vader tells him that, like, that'd be kind of cool. And in all seriousness, seriousness, I think that'd be cool. But you know, whatever. But yeah, I, I do feel like the thematic themes of where they've taken the series in that season two is so prevalent in this in this trailer, which is obvious. But I mean, it, it just reminds me of how good season two really was, and I can't wait to see the resolution. Of Omega because I, I love Omega's character a lot and it it's kind of a bummer when you do these retroactive stories like we have and Omega's not around and like you know it, it just it does kind of make you go huh it's kind of a bummer because you kind of like force her into the story at some point you know which I think at this point that what they've what they've done with the characters of Rebels and everything they've done a good job of doing that but there's only so much you can do again that's why my whole thing with Saw's Ventress goes for Omega too. So I feel like unless Omega's gonna have her own adventures on, which again would be really rad too, right? Um, which I, you know, away from the Republic, that'd be cool, and maybe that's what they're gonna do, and which I'd be all about. So, um, but yeah, I think to me, my thing I'm most looking forward to, honestly, is seeing what, what happens to Omega. Yeah, I think that'll be really interesting. Um, I mean, honestly, I think just sort of from from both the trailer and then the episode titles i'm kind of guessing that they're going to rescue omega and crosshair like maybe about halfway through the season or a few episodes into the season and then the rest of it is just going to be sort of building to this bigger confrontation between the empire and the clones i mean there's kind of a lot of ominous foreshadowing in here you know with palpatine showing up and talking to we don't really see who he's talking to i'm assuming he's talking to that head scientist at mount tantis um and talking about how, like, I'll give you whatever you need. This operation is of the utmost importance to the Empire and stuff like that. Um, and I just, uh, we did a trailer for this, uh, a trailer review for this um, on Rebel Cells, too, the other day with me and Mike and Joe. And we were kind of debating between the three of us of, like, you know, is is Omega their main goal um, of what they're after? Or is it something bigger? And I think... I think it's bigger than just Omega. I know there was a lot of speculation back in season one that maybe she was force sensitive or that there's something special about her. And there's a reason why the Kaminoans and everybody are after her that we don't know about yet. And that still could be the case, but season two laid it out pretty clearly that um, the, what's his name? Like Royce Hemlock or whatever. Who's like that lead scientist at, uh, at Mount Tantis and is doing experiments on the clones and stuff. He captures, uh nala say the you know the Cameron owen um and then they want to capture omega just because nala say like has a soft spot for her 
And it's basically like, get Omega because she's the key to getting Nala Say to do whatever we want and unlock more of this Kaminoan research and stuff that we need. Um, and then, of course, we had like the Zillow Beast last season and them talking about, you know, cloning the Zillow Beast and replicating its hide for like armor and stuff like that. So I think the Empire's got something bigger going on here. And I'm really interested to see like what is palpatine so concerned about like is it just cloning zillow beast armor to make you know some impenetrable super soldiers i even speculated is it something like some big external threat that we don't know about yet that palpatine is trying to guard against and that's why he feels like he needs you know this cloning technology or this you know the super advanced like armor and weaponry and stuff and i brought up the fact that um, one of the ideas that Dave had for the later seasons of Clone Wars that we've seen concept art and stuff of was Don't bringing in the U the Yuuzhan Vong from the Don't EU. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> now, I think that would be kind of too big of a thing to just kind of throw in in season three of Bad Batch when we haven't really seen them, you know, build up to anything like that yet. And if it was going to be that big of like a galactic scale threat, um, it seems like you would do it in a, a bigger format than this. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there's like I feel like there's just something we don't know yet. There's some whether it's a, a an external threat or just some other kind of reasoning that Palpatine has or some goal that he has. Well, I'm I'm interested to see what that all is about. And of course, you know how Omega and the clones play into that. But um, I think I think yeah, it's I obvious think. though. To be honest, I, I think it's I think it is Rise of Skywalker. I think it's the seeds of that. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I I I think it's all there. I mean, I think. I, again, retroactively making the sequel trilogy as a whole, not just Rise of Skywalker, but I think as a whole, better when you can do these things and start planting those seeds around it. Just like the Clone Wars did for me and a lot of people um, for the prequel trilogy, you know, really enhancing the storyline. Because I think this, see what you want with the sequel trilogy. I think the elements are all there to still have it be a, a, a great, like, you know, looking at for, as a whole, as a, as a fun story to, to, you know, watch and everything. And I think that you just need to have the ancillary material to enhance it like the Clone Wars had heavily. Because to me, it's like if the if if the prequel trilogy could be saved, the sequel trilogy could be saved as like, you know, I say saved air quotes, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, so I feel yeah. like the more we do this stuff and we the more we enhance like, like Shadow of the Sith did for, you know, obviously the sequel trilogy, the more stuff we can get from obviously you know like things like the bad batch and the mandalorian that we they've already kind of the, the seeds are all there and i think that this is just one more of the seeds and like by the way hem agent or scientist hemlock whatever the hell his name is that dude's a so son of a you know you you know what man that guy is just like man like he whoever they, who wrote and is doing the voice acting for that character just is like just just want to punch him in his face every yeah. time I see him. <laughs> He's so good. Um, but no, I, like, just, I just hate his name because I can never remember. Like it doesn't sound like a Star Wars name. It's just some dude named Royce. Man, all I gotta say is like half the names and like I feel like in the Star Wars canon now are like not Star Wars names. So I, these things don't even phase yeah. me anymore. No, Seriously. no offense to anybody listening who's might be named Royce. It's a fine name. It just for a Star Wars character, I'm like it just sounds like a regular dude. Right, um, right. But we but, finally but, yeah, got a Star Wars character named Tim yeah. in Andor. So, <laughs> so we got more go. basic. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, and you know, but but you know what? I think Luke always gives me that reason why you can ground things in real names because of that name. Luke. Luke and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like that's where it grounds it. But anyway, before I'll my final say is I do think that 
that's probably where it's going to. And I think it's just a more, I think, I think Palpatine knows in order for him to succeed, regardless of the, he, the clones have to be, that's the only way he can, he can stay alive, which we all know. That's yeah. what Bryce Skywalker is about. Right. And like, you know, and I think is, is unlocking this technology. And the more he goes into the dark side, the more he's going to destroy his vessel that he's in now. And he's got to keep enhancing that. And the, and the clones are the only way through that. So to me, like it's, it's every, you know, every little bit of research doesn't matter if it's like the Zillow beast armor or whatever, which I still think is all, is also a plan as well. It's, you know, re, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, one thing, but yeah, it's all kind of to better himself and keep himself eternally alive. So, yeah, that's well, kind of and, what I agree with too. And like, even when he says like the, the securing the future of the empire, I kind of think he's really talking about himself there to kind of like, he is the empire. And so he wants to secure that for him to, in his future. And I just think it all ties back into that cloning technology that he is going to use for himself that we later see. And just even the army that he built in Exegol uh, that we later see that that's, I know that in, I forget what story it was, but I believe it has been mentioned that that got started pretty early on in uh, the course of the empire where, mm. Building up the army at Exegol, even though that would take forever, where that was started uh, sooner than you would think. But in regards to what he says to there, yeah, I disagree. It, it is kind of just mainly referring to what to secure the future of himself and with himself soon being alive will secure the future of the Empire. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys to an extent because I definitely think that this stuff is pointing in that direction as well. I just think... I think there's got to be more to it than just that because the Bad Batch has to have its own story. And especially because this is so far in the past, you're, you know, so far before the sequel trilogy. Um, like definitely you see, you know, when you see Palpatine being involved with this kind of stuff and you see cloning technology and experiments and all this and you realize, oh, Palpatine's been working on this stuff for a while and, you know, this is kind of planting the seeds for him cloning himself and returning in Rise of Skywalker and all that. Um, it's like it, it makes sense that it's laying that groundwork. But I also feel like within the story of the Bad Batch, there has to also be something besides that. And then it's like those, you know, the the seed planting for future stories is also there. But like, that's not what the Bad Batch is about. Similar to like Mandalorian where you have Moff Gideon making clones and, you know, seeing the disfigured clones in the tank and stuff. And you go, oh, that looks a lot like Snoke. And again, realizing that we're in between episode six and seven and we have Imperial Remnants working with cloning technology. It connects those dots leading to Rise of Skywalker. But like, that's not Moff Gideon's goal. Like he's trying to clone himself. He's doing his own thing. And him, you know, as the, the main villain of Mando is something separate from just a, a storyline leading up to Palpatine. So I kind of hope that that's the same case here, that we get more of that connective tissue and, uh, you know, kind of plant more of those seeds and you can see that groundwork starting to be laid. But I also hope that it's leading to something interesting within the story of the Bad Batch itself as well. I think it will too. I mean, I think we're still going to be getting, I think the main focus of obviously with the Bad Batch trying to rescue Omega and then Crosshair, but then also too with Rex and Echo kind of just freeing the remaining clones that are either still held prisoner by the Empire or maybe even trying to just get even the clones who are serving the Empire still, the ones that are left, to kind of get them out of there, really. just I really think we're going to see that come to a head, like you mentioned, where maybe those final episodes really be like that 
final battle of like clone troopers and stormtroopers and then that will officially be the end of any clones remaining in the service of the empire um so i think those are like the main th story threads we're probably going to see play out amongst the bad batch and rex um in regards to that avenue of the clones still in their place in the empire and have that story really come to a close here but um if i can go into talking and speculating a little bit on crosshair's role <laughs> in this season oh, because when we when I first saw the trailer, it was like, okay, it was in that one shot where like him and Omega cross paths, and he just looks very just defeated, and like you never see that type of sad expression on Crosshair's face. But then, as I was watching the trailer multiple times, there's that shot in the beginning where you see like Hunter and Wrecker jumping off from that tank into the transport, and there was another trooper there, and I just kind of assumed, oh yeah, we know it's you know Tech Wrecker. And Hunter, they were the last ones remaining. And I was like, oh, yeah, but Tech's dead. And then, wait a second, there's Echo. But he's off with Rex. How are there three of them? And then there's a like a very quick shot. Like, a, I have the trailer up right now. Like, at the 15-second mark, you see Hunter talking. And right behind him, you see Crosshair in his old Bad Batch armor. So, and then I believe in the shot at the end, too, where seemingly they're talking to Ventress, but you see Hunter and Wrecker clearly, but then you see a little bit of the scope of Crosshair's sniper rifle. And so with those two shots, it's and we didn't get really any hint of Omega with Hunter or Wrecker or with anyone else and just her outside of the prison on Tantus. So I'm just wondering is somehow Crosshair is either going to get rescued first or escape on his own and meet up with Hunter and Wrecker and then we see them on mission, do a couple of missions together before they do the final rescue for Omega. But when I went back and saw those quick shots that had Crosshair in them with his old armor, it just made me think, oh, maybe he's going to kind of join up with uh, the crew like sooner rather than later. And they're not just going to save it for like the finale where he joins up with them for one mission and that's it. But it seems like he might be with them for quite a bit, which was kind of surprising that even though they're quick shots, they're putting that in the trailer already. Or maybe someone entirely new in the armor, but I don't think so. I don't think they do that to Crosshair. They'd have someone else take a spot. Because then, too, it, just, it would just feel a little empty with only just being Hunter and Wrecker kind of on doing the missions with just the two of them. Just the crew just got this really small from what we're used to now that Tech's gone and Echo has left with Rex. So uh, it was just a, one of the surprises I felt while watching the trailer is seeing that supposedly anyway that crosshair is going to be back with hunter and wrecker kind of sooner than expected well first of all didn't echo rejoin the squad by the end of the season did he i, I know he i know he no. leaves no he, he left he, he, he left well he leaves halfway through but then he comes back does he i i didn't think he did well, I, I know you see him again towards the end because he's in episodes yeah. with Rex. It's like the third to last episode. I don't remember if he rejoins the squad or not. And I, I know, but I, I feel like he, I thought he did because I feel like I, I just remember feeling like that, you know, that mid season episode where he left wasn't as like final as I thought it would be with him coming back by the end. But I'll have to go watch it again because I mean, that's I part of why yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think to refresh. He... I don't think he does. I, I could be wrong, but, but so, yeah. So but regardless, I mean, like you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim, I didn't even uh, catch those quick shots that you pointed out where, where Crosshair is in there. Um, but I definitely think he's rejoining the squad this season. Like, And I want to go through the episode titles just real quick. 
Um, and we don't have to even necessarily go through all of them, but like we got two episodes a little, like not quite halfway through the season. So it's 15 episode season and episodes six and seven are called infiltration and extraction. And I'm like, they're infiltrating and extracting somebody yeah. now, <laughs> as far as we know, at least probably at the start of the season, like it seems like Omega and Crosshair are going to be in the same place. Um, and I think even I, like I'm trying to remember again, wasn't there a time when Crosshair like sent out a message to the squad while he was being held captive or something yeah. like that? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so whether they go just to rescue Omega and then Crosshair also happens to be there or maybe they intentionally go to get them both out or maybe they go to get Omega, but she's been moved and they only get crosshair instead, but then he rejoins the rest of the squad and the whole rest of the season is all of them trying to go save Omega. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but um, yeah, I mean, somebody's getting extracted halfway through the season. And I'm, I'm assuming if, if not Omega and crosshair, then it's gotta be at least crosshair. Um, cause then, yeah, you pointed out that episode where they're on like the, the, the jugger, juggernaut turbo tank. Um, and episode 12 is called juggernaut. So I'm assuming that's what episode that's from. That's the fourth to last episode of the season. So, um, it would make sense that they would all be together at that point. Um, and then I also wanted to point out too, just, uh, some of the release dates of these. So February 21st is when the season premieres and we're getting three episodes all together. So it's a three episode premiere. Um, the season finale is only one episode and I think, you know, usually you get like a two episode premiere, a two episode finale, and maybe a two parter, like sort Surprise, of it's two hours long. Oh, that would be awesome. And it very well <laughs> could be. Um, or I'm thinking at the very least, like it might be a, a longer episode, like maybe close to an hour. Um, kind of like the first one was, cause the first episode was like 70 minutes or something like that. So it very well could be a, a lengthier episode. Um, but yeah, so we're we're getting the the first three all together, and then we got uh, that two parter infiltration and extraction are both airing together on March thirteenth, and then we got another two parter called Identity Crisis and Point of No Return that are both premiering together on April third, um, and then you got you know four more episodes that are just based out a week apart. So um, it'll be interesting to see how kind of how those stories play out. I'm assuming when we get, you know, the three episodes and then the two and the two that those are going to kind of function as like story arcs in a way um, or kind of, you know, two or three part episodes, or at least have, you know, kind of more connectivity between these episodes and they're, you know, sort of being a reason why they're dropping them all together. Um, either that, or maybe just something really cool happens in the third episode that they want everybody to see on the, the day that the season premieres. I don't know, but um, I mean, season three is called Shadows of Tantis, so I'm sure we're going to get some stuff there kind of pulling the curtain back more on just what the Empire is up to. Um, hey, surprise. I just found uh, they just released some new episode titles because those are all fake. Here's I guess you guys are right. This episode six is this uh, Ventress Returns from the Dead. That's the that's that episode title. And then the next one is Flashback back in the day so we don't know what's gonna happen really so like you know i don't know and then the, the, it's weird here's the next episode palpatine clones himself crazy i mean that's episode eight man like so i man, guys, where's the I mystery know. where's the mystery yeah, there's, there's no mystery here and the next episode is somehow palpatine leaves so um you know i it, it's getting really meta up in here so i i don't know I, I this was this, I just found this uh, on a random site. 
So it's crazy. Maybe maybe well, it's Reddit actually 4chan. I think I don't know, but uh, oh, we're breaking so, news here. <laughs> I think whoever made here. that. I think whoever made that list has some twelve hundred dollar lightsabers they want to try to sell you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, and like, and they probably have like created like their own like fanfic of like Jedi's who can uh, do like uh, ice powers, you know. Uh, so yeah, no thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I just wanted to throw it out there. Found out on the good old 4chan. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting theory. Oh <laughs> man. So too many, too many bricks on that one. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Can't we have the uh, sound that, that that person who wrote that has a little screw loose, you know what I mean? So uh <laughs> that that's your theory. <laughs> oh man um well yeah i mean obviously you know you, you can't read too much into episode titles but those are just some educated guesses um but yeah i mean the season's going to be here before you know it, and then it's going to be over before you know it you know with with some of those condensed arcs and stuff it's not going to be that many weeks but um the finale airs on may 1st so um you know that's going to lead us right into may 4th and who knows i know it'll be soon but you know maybe May 4th, we'll get an announcement of whatever the next animated Star Wars project is going to be. Or maybe at least maybe some more info about uh, the next season of Tales of the Jedi. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to see how they wrap it up and, uh, you know, what all goes down with Omega and Crosshair and Rex and the rest of the clones. We also see uh, Commander Wolf for the first time in the trailer. Um, along with a lot of other clones. And, uh, you know, of course, we still got like Cody and Hauser in the mix and everything and the, the clone commandos and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's clearly we're headed towards some kind of confrontation between the clones and the Empire. Um, and as much as, you know, it, if it was a, if it's just a big all out battle, clearly we know that the clones are not going to win because only one side is still around by the time of the original trilogy. But, um, you know, I'm I'm excited to see how it all goes down um, and just, you know, intrigued to see how they're all going to wrap this up and uh, what storylines are kind of left to continue on into the future. Um, but also, like you said, kind of putting a bow on this whole era of like the, you know, the, this whole show sort of functioning as a bridge from the prequel trilogy into the, the original trilogy era. Um, and just wrapping up that whole kind of era of the Grand Army of the Republic and the clone troopers and stuff. So hopefully they give a, uh, a satisfying conclusion to all of it. And uh, one that's not too tragic and doesn't end with us losing too many fan favorite clones. But um, oh boy, yeah, I'm, I'm just not. excited <laughs> to see how it all goes down. So real quick, it was bugging me. So I just quickly launched the season two finale on Disney Plus. And Echo was there in the final moments with Wrecker and Hunter as Omega gets captive, he sees them escaping on the ship. Okay, see, I thought so. Together. Yeah. And he was with them for the final mission, too, where Tech dies. Oh, man. I need yeah, to rewatch yeah. See, that. I, you, you, guys are, you guys are a bad batch of fans. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, whoa. I, I, I will lower my head in shame. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen the episodes once, so I'm not going to hold no, I, I only say that because Tim said earlier, oh, we're bad fans for not remembering this. That's well, I I really feel I am now. <laughs> yeah, that just all just I proves you. I need to rewatch those before the season starts again. At least the season two. Yeah, yeah no, it, I would. 
I would like to go go back and sort of refresh. And then, you know, it's always cool to kind of almost get to marathon it with watching seasons one and two and then right into season three. And you kind of get to experience the full story again. You know, I, and, I'll, and I'm not going to say this to to add more. I think it's a, this is a great uh, episode to, um, that we're doing, you know, a shorter episode that's a punch and right to, you know, right to the point here. But that, saying that without going too far off, I just want to, you know, say I think this will be really cool to have a send off to like the, to the prequel trilogy kind of thing and bridging to the original trilogy, because like I said before, I think, you know, my final thing will be a, a great send off to all these characters in this animation, but let's use this animation to, you know, sort of other eras, other times in the star Wars universe. And I just thought about like, now that Filoni is kind of in charge of like running star Wars as like narratively in, in some regards, that bodes well for this animated series now with that power that he has he has even more i mean like we all know he had power for the animated series but now he has real control and might be like hey we need to like we really need to flesh this store this era out or flesh this out and he can use the animation studios for um that he's obviously helped create from the ground up and it, it, it has amazing animation that we all know and love he can now have more control and power of where those stories are told, like in Tales of the Jedi or something else, you know, that we can think of. And I, I, I think that's really, really good news on our part. And I think that in order for that to happen, well, we have to have this end. And I, I think that my first season, Bad Batch season one wasn't my favorite, but I would say season two was, pheno was phenomenal. I love season two a lot. And I think it's, I'm glad it's not going to go prolonged past season three it's a good, it's a good ending. It's a good, like three seasons to end on. And I'm ready for the new projects in this animated animation style, whether it be Tales of the Jedi or, you know, heaven forbid a different era that we haven't even seen yet. That's not even the high Republic or give us KOTOR first in this. Oh, can you imagine that? Well, you know, so this animation though, I, I, or, or better yet, let's do, you don't have to, you don't have to do a series, do small films. You know, like small era films in this animation style, but with all the resources they've already built up in, you know, in these uh, animation, uh, computer animation, you know, things that they save on the computer makes it a lot easier to, to you know, repurpose. Yeah, I could see why they don't want to go too far off the beaten path. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm excited for season three, man. I think season three, season two was, was fantastic. Can't wait. I can't wait for season three when we get into it and to dissect everything. Same. Yeah. And I mean, we'll probably talk more about this when the series ends and we see the final episode, but just how, I mean, I was excited for the Bad Batch when it was announced, uh, but it did things I didn't think I was going to see in regards to stories for the clones. In season one, we saw mm -hmm. what happened to Camino and why that facility still wasn't in operation. In season two, we saw uh, why and how the clones got phased out of the Empire and transitioned to Stormtroopers. And I imagine we're going to get some other cool uh, big stuff revealed about the clones and their story and just have it kind of really come to the finality here in season three. So um, I'm just excited for it. And this trailer just indicates we're in for another great season for what they're showing off in that two minute trailer with not only the story that we expected to continue with the bad batch and trying to rescue Omega and crosshair, but then also see some of the surprises that we got in there as well. So just a whole lot to be excited about for this final season and just like you said paul it just feels right that it's ending in this third season and again 
always a proponent of creatives ending a series on their terms and how they want it to end without mm -hmm. um, it being taken away from them, just as we all sadly experience with the Clone Wars. So um, it's glad that they are ending it the way they want. And it's I have no doubt that it's going to end in a great way for after everything we've gotten so far in the first two seasons. And yeah, like I said, this trailer is already showing off that. It looks like we're in for another great one come February 21st. Yeah, definitely. I think three seasons is going to end up being a perfect amount of time for this. Um, and I'm excited to see it continue on as well, like to see other stories in other time periods in this animation style, I think would be really cool. So I'm excited to see what comes next, but I'm also excited to see this story wrap up. Um, and yeah, I think this feels like a, a good length. And, you know, to echo what you said, Tim, like I'm always in favor of uh series getting to go on a few seasons but then wrapping it up before it goes on too long or before it gets canceled or anything like that i think three seasons for this is kind of nice and succinct especially since i mean you know the the bad batch and omega and everything like they're great characters in their own right and the show is telling some great stories but it really is kind of functioning as like almost an epilogue to clone wars mm -hmm. um you know we see that whole you know the the clone wars and the prequel era sort of come to a close and Bad Batch is really just sort of answering all those questions of like, okay, well, what happened to the clones after that, though? And, you know, all those characters that we knew and loved and that clone army that we were so familiar with, like, how did they handle this transition into an empire? And that's not a story that needs to go on for five or six seasons. But um, I think three is going to be just the right amount. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see how they wrap it all up. I'm excited to see what comes next. Um, I don't know if you guys had any other like specific moments from the trailer that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up. But one thing I did want to ask just to get kind of a, a pulse on everybody, you know, sort of last minute predictions um, before we go uh, into the season. Um, do you think tech's dead or not? I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I forgot to mention because I'm kind of guessing, no, he's not dead. He's, we're going to see him. There's that shot of that clone trooper in, that is the same armor we saw in season two, correct? For that one who was the assassin in that two-part arc. It's definitely similar. I don't remember if it's the exact same armor or not. But yeah, it is pretty close. And just the way that he's kind of like leading the troops in that shot here, it just makes me think that that's tech under there. But then there's another shot where there's a clone trooper who, I'm not sure if it's the exact same armor, but it looks pretty similar. But um his helmet is off and he's kind of looks like he's been defeated or captured, like interrogated. And he says some like ominous uh, line of dialogue, which I can't remember, but so that could be him. But at the same time, when I saw that trooper in front of all the other troops, I just made me think, Oh, that's probably tech. He's under that helmet right there. So uh, right now I'm going to bet that he, we're going to see him again and he's still alive. Yeah. See, I think, I'm I'm kind of split because I know there's a big theory around that specific clone that you're talking about and people thinking that that's tech. I don't think that that's tech. I think that's a misdirect. I think it's misleading. He looks so similar to that other trooper that we were talking about from season two where they've got these like brainwashed clone assassins. I think he could just be another one of those guys or another sort of product of that program. Um, so to me, I mean, for people that are like, oh, 100% that's tech. I'm like, I think it's very possible that Tech is still alive, but I'm not convinced that Tech is that trooper. Um, now, speaking of, you know, bringing dead characters back, I mean, no, granted with Tech, yeah, we never saw a body, 
Um, but he's not a Jedi. He doesn't have force powers or anything. And he fell from a height that should kill any normal person. And then the end of the season, you know, certainly implied that he was dead when Royce Hemlock, you know, throws his like shattered goggles. Um, see, that actually implied him. the opposite for me. It's like, oh, he has him. He's experimenting on him. He's gonna- yeah. See, that's, and that's why I'm like, as much as, and it's not even like, it's not like I don't like tech or I want tech to be dead. No, um, yeah. but I such think a powerful it would be, yeah. yeah, I think it would be a, a meaningful sacrifice. Like I would be okay with him being dead and seeing how the rest of the squad, you know, grieves and moves on from that. But if I had to bet money on it, I would bet that no, he's not dead and that Hemlock probably is experimenting on him somewhere. Um, I still don't necessarily think he's that one sort of mysterious clone that we're all talking about, but um yeah, I mean, I, I could go either way on it. Like, I'm fine if he is dead. I'm fine if he's not, as long as, again, they they kind of give a, a satisfying explanation and reason for bringing him back into the story. Um, I do think, I mean, I feel like we got to lose somebody before the end of the series. Like, especially because we don't know where any of the Bad Batch are, you know, after this. And, you know, we haven't seen them show up in any stories later down the line. That's not to say that they can't all be retired on a farm somewhere. Um but with just this being, you know, such sort of dire circumstances and high stakes and sort of a dark time period for the clones, I feel like it would make sense to lose at least one of them by the end. Um, but yeah, you know, if if I had to bet money on how the story is going to go, like they're probably going to find tech, you know, in a lab somewhere or brainwashed and, you know, as a, an Imperial trooper or something like that. I just hope that it wouldn't feel too redundant of the way that they found echo in clone wars after him surviving, you know, an almost certain death experience. And then also with, you know, the, the story beats that we've already gone through with crosshair kind of being on the other side from all the rest of them. So as long as they can, you know, do something new and different and make it interesting, an interesting story. I'm, you know, I'm good with whatever they want to do with it. Yeah. It's like, for me, I kind of hope he stays dead, but at the same time, I'm expecting him not to be. So (laughs) yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Just keep him dead for God's sakes. Let him have a sacrifice for love of God. But this is going to be the season of just bringing dead characters back. Ventress. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, guys. Uh, I saw his Ventress coming back. Oh, I think that that clone uh, clone trooper. It's got to be Echo. It's got or not Echo? Excuse me. Uh, speak another character without dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, guys. He served a valuable, awesome purpose in that last episode. Let him sac- let his sacrifice be like, you know, rewarded. So yes, that's just me. Yep. And again, I don't disagree with you, but most people seem to. So I don't know. We'll see who ends up being right. Um, and you know, it would be nice and you know, kind of heartwarming and everything to get the whole squad back together finally and have tech be able to, you know, reunite with Fee and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I'm all for meaningful sacrifices and dead characters staying dead so i don't know we'll see what happens um but we certainly don't have long to wait it's only uh three weeks from now that the season is premiering as of now that's a wednesday but i would kind of expect that they're going to do the same thing they've done with a lot of the recent shows and be like oh just kidding it's actually premiering tuesday at 6 p.m um oh yeah i hope so like i said i hope that's the new norm now 
I hope so too, but also I don't know why they wouldn't just go ahead and announce that from the start instead of announcing like, oh, it premieres Wednesday at midnight. And then like the week before they're like, just kidding. It's coming out a few hours early. And I, you know, I don't know if they're trying to use that as some like additional marketing hype or something like that. But after well, a while, everybody's just going to kind of catch on to be like, you're just doing this for every show. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. I mean, it's even if it's a Wednesday, it's still at 6 PM and it's just not the midnight premieres anymore. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I just feel like that's what they've been doing for most of the shows recently was like the the typical release day was Wednesday at midnight. And then they they've been moving them up to like Tuesday evenings. So um, so just the fact that it's scheduled for Wednesday right now, I'm assuming it's a midnight drop. But I mean, if they want to do Wednesdays at six, that's fine with me, too. I don't care. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. They, I mean, they included the release date at the end of the trailer, but it didn't say anything about a time that it premieres. So I'm sure we'll find that out in the coming weeks um, as we get ready for the premiere. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any other uh, any other theories or speculations or specific uh, moments in the trailer you wanted to point out before we wrap up here? Nope, I think I think we're good. I just can't wait. <laughs> I mean, after watching it all those times, it's just got me super excited for the season. So I'm I'm just glad it's right around the corner. Yeah, same here. Same here. And like I said, it's gonna take us right up to May 4th. And I'm sure that um if we don't get some more content releasing on May 4th, we'll probably at least get like a trailer for the Acolyte or Tales of the Jedi or some kind of you know, um hype and an announcement for um you know whatever's coming next so this will be a fun thing to kick off the year and then hopefully uh, we get some good momentum um going after that but um yeah i think that's that's gonna wrap it up for now it's been fun you know talking about the trailer and getting excited for bad batch um <clears throat> we'll be back i don't know if we'll be back in a couple of weeks before the trailer or before the season premieres or if we might just wait to start talking about it when the season drops but we'll see if we get anything else any other news or anything or just decide to do like a fun episode or something like that um but thank you guys as always for listening um as always you can uh check us out online follow us on twitter at star wars tsc you can check out our website at star wars tsc.com you can send us email at star wars tsc at gmail.com um and of course also be sure to check out thunderquack.com for all the other awesome podcasts in the thunderquack podcast network um including rebel cells the star wars animation podcast which i will also be on again this season uh, with Michael Cohen and Joe Hogan talking about every episode of the Bad Batch over there as well. Uh, so check that out too if you want some additional Bad Batch coverage. Um, also, just want to point out um, for our for the entirety of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, we're doing a uh, pledge drive for our Patreon for the month of February. Um, so you can find out all the information about that on the website as well. I think we used to have like different tiers of the Patreon and now I think Mike has streamlined it. So everything is just under one tier. That's like $5 a month. Um, and that cost just goes to, you know, hosting the podcast and the websites and stuff for, uh, for all the different shows that we've got on there. Um, I know we don't, you know, usually talk about that stuff all that much or promote the Patreon or ask for money or anything like that. Um, but you know, if you want to support the podcast, that's a way you can do that, especially if you, uh, you know, listen to any of the other shows on the network as well. Um, and for this February pledge drive, you know, there's a, a bunch of bonus content that we're doing. And for all the shows, we're doing different bonus episodes and different rewards and things that you can get for hitting different goals. Uh, one of which will be Tim and I doing a bonus episode talking about, uh, something we both love that is not star Wars, which is Lord of the Rings. So, 
I'm excited for us to uh, record that pretty soon here, and there'll be uh, a Lord of the Rings bonus episode from us that you can get as part of the rewards for that. So, so that's going to be lots of fun. Uh, yeah, it definitely will be. And you know what? I might even, uh, if I'm feeling a little spicy, I might break out my Gollum impression for you guys. So, um, I think you're going to have to. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. But um, yeah, you can find out all the information about that uh, at thunderquack.com and on uh, you know all the the social media channels for the thunder quack podcast network. So we appreciate your support there. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, you know, thank you guys as always for tuning in, uh, enjoy season three of the bad batch and can't wait to be back with you all and talk about it. Good luck to anybody that's trying to binge watch seasons one and two before then, cause they didn't give us a lot of heads up. Um, but that's going to do it for now. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time and may the force be with you. See you next time, everybody. Got speed rubber!